Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Michael Tobe joins us on The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Michael is um, a columnist for Troy Media. He also is with Looney Tunes Politics. Is that Looney Tunes or Looney Politics? <laughs> Looney Politics. If it was Looney Tunes, I'd have a real problem, Roy. <laughs> and uh, also is a contributor to the Washington... What's that? What's that? That's you? It'd be Bugs Bunny, Tweety Bird, Sylvester the Cat, and me. Uh, Michael is also a contributor to the Washington Times and was a speechwriter for Stephen Harper. Okay. How do you assess what's happened in the United States, and how do you predict what's going to happen going forward? Well, you could say Looney Tunes actually does work with a description, but... Um, <laughs> It's, it's been a very interesting period of time, I think, to say the least, and I think that's about the, the nicest way I can put it. It's been a fascinating election. Quite frankly, it's been a fascinating four years. Whether or not you like Donald Trump or you dislike Donald Trump, it's been an astonishing period of time. In fact, you can make it five years from the day he came down on the escalator in, in Trump Hotel and announced his candidacy. I think really in the end, ultimately, it's a period of time that a lot of people will remember, some of them fondly, most of them probably not terribly fondly, at least outside of the U.S. But I think what we've also discovered as well is that there was, at least with this election, there was intense interest one way or the other in either voting for Trump or removing Trump, because the total amount of voters thus far, right this moment, Roy, has exceeded the vote tallies or the highest tallies of any presidential candidate before in history. Both men are above 70 million votes. Biden's in the 75 million range. Trump is heading towards 71 million. That's an astonishing amount of people to vote. And it's still only about 68 or 69 percent of the total population in the U.S. who could potentially vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I think what we've seen is that there was obviously a lot of frustration with the current president. You saw a lot of states. You know, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, I don't have to go through the laundry list, North Carolina, that were extremely close. Pennsylvania put Biden over, you know, over the top. We now know that obviously Donald Trump and his legal team are going to make challenges or issue challenges in at least five or more states. The Supreme Court of the United States could get involved in some matter, depending on how far they wish to take it. So for people who are assuming, Roy, that this is now all over, it's not. Yes, Joe Biden won the U.S. presidential election, but he is not officially the president-elect. And I really wish people would stop using that term. The president-elect is delegated when all of the states have certified their electoral results and all legal challenges and court challenges have either been overturned, decided upon, changed, you know, ruled on or thrown out, whatever the case may be. There's a whole variety of ways. But until that time, Joe Biden can obviously call himself the president-elect. Kamala Harris can call herself the vice president-elect if they wish, but we are not quite over yet. The yeah, they should put, they should put the word presumed out in front of that, eh, Michael? Should put the word Sir? presumed in front of president-elect. Yeah. Presumed no, no, president-elect. They are, absolutely. There's no question of that. And the real key is going to be whether, you know, Donald Trump and his legal team actually have instances, real instances of recorded fraud or, or alleged electoral fraud. There are a few videos, as you've probably seen, Roy, and you may have talked about them, that are scattered around of small individual pockets affecting maybe a household here or there, a couple of forms. If anything's going to stick, it has to be on a mass scale. 
Michael, let me ask you this in the time we have left. When you look at what's going on in the United States, and I know the Electoral College is involved, and we talked about it on the show yesterday, and the Electoral College members, ultimately, they can decide how they want to vote. They'll stay with what they've committed to, but they do have that freedom. But is there a lesson to be learned for Canada and Canadians from this from this American election? Because we could be going to the polls anytime. Yeah, no, look, I mean, you're obviously right about electoral college and the nature of faithless electors, which I'm sure you've talked about, which are people who are delegated by the states to vote in a particular fashion, but ultimately decide, you know, when push comes to shove, that no, they want to vote for other people. So if you actually look through the electoral college list, you'll see a lot of interesting people who've been voted for, including Colin Powell, John Kasich, and various others who, you know, who either never ran for president or didn't get the nomination of either of the major parties. But the lessons to be learned, well, let's look at Canada, for example. I think that no matter what, Justin Trudeau is going to obviously have a very different playing ground no matter what happens. If Donald Trump ultimately loses all of his legal challenges, which right now I think we'd have to say he will, Justin Trudeau's in a very different position. He can't always point to the United States and say, look how differently they're doing things. Look how Trump is acting. I'm completely different. The whole media narrative and political narrative is going to shift quite dramatically, and that is to the advantage of the opposition parties, and most specifically, conservative leader Aaron O'Toole. So I think what the Trump election is going to do, it's going to change the way the world looks at the United States. It's going to change the way international relations are created and the way we handle things such as trade, foreign policy, etc. But it's also going to make the incumbents, the political leaders right now, realize that they can't use but Donald Trump, quote-unquote, as, as part of their mantra, so to speak. They have to look at other things, they have to run on their record, and they have to ensure that people understand what they represent, because you can't always say, look south of the border in Canada to see what's happening, because with Joe Biden, the whole narrative is going to be completely different, and that's something that, it, again, is a great advantage to Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives, and all opposition parties in this country, at least in the beginning, I think that's the biggest change that's going to happen. If I were Justin Trudeau and I wanted to engineer a time that I would consider to be most advantageous to me to be reelected and maybe with a majority government, I yeah. would try to engineer that to time almost exactly with a Donald Trump conceding to Joe Biden. Yes. I agree with you completely. In fact, it should have been, you know, he almost tried to do it during, as we know, during the We Charity scandal. He tried to engineer his own defeat, but ultimately in the end, everything settled itself. But yes, I agree with you. If Trudeau brings down his government just around the time Donald Trump concedes, which could be several weeks, maybe a month or two before it happens, it would be to his advantage. I agree. Um... So tell me this. We have about uh, 45 seconds here. What is the single biggest takeaway for Michael Tobe from that election? The single biggest takeaway is that ultimately, one, the Republican Party has changed. Well, we'll make it just one. The Republican Party has changed dramatically, but I do not believe that the Republican Party has become the party of Donald Trump or Trumpism. I just don't agree with that. That narrative has existed for years. Okay. I'm tired of it. And there's no question that Donald Trump is a very powerful person. I mean, Mitt Romney was saying, just, yeah. you know, today on NBC Meet the Press, that there's still the 900-pound gorilla in the Republican okay. Party. He's right. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. 
Have a great weekend.